I said, ooh, Avatar 2. What is up, gamers? Welcome back <laughs> to uh, another episode of the Aggressively OK podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Paul Sal, joined um, by... Uh, Adam Storius. Uh, and hey, this is a big one, buddy. We're talking about the new James Cameron movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Cameron, back Jim, in the business. Jimmy Cam's. Um I think, uh, well, we've been waiting for Avatar, Avatar 2, for, what, 13 years, mm-hmm. I want to say? Um, so this is, uh, I mean, how old were you when the first Avatar came out? Like, two? Uh, what, is the first one 2010? 20, 2009. I was either nine or eight years old. Yeah, this is a movie, um, I was, what, uh, I was 11 or 12 when that came out, and... Um, like most things when I was a kid, uh, I saw it and I was like, that's the best movie of all time. Um, and I, I, I stuck with that for like a solid year, I would say. Um, in 2010, I think th- I was, this was the best movie I ever saw until Inception came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that's the best movie of all time. And then I saw The Social Network and I'm like, that's the best movie of all time. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it once was my favorite movie of all time when I was 12. Um, and uh, I think that's a movie that has, uh, I think it has held up. I clearly the internet doesn't think so sometimes, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it's the most talked about movie that nobody remembers, I guess. Yeah. For some reason, like it's so forgettable to the point where people have to tweet about it every fucking yeah. day. But I'll say, I mean, I, I engaged in anti avatar discourse. I think it's, it, 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 I mean, there, I think part of this movie is there is kind of this quality of like, it is kind of, it's, it's almost 13 years later. It seems impossible to top the first one just in terms of kind of impact, but uh, it's uh, clearly it's here to stay. Uh, you know, we got to land at Disney about it, so I'm sure I've said some disparaging things about it, but I got to, I hadn't seen it since I saw it the first time, like in theaters, mm-hmm. uh, and I rewatched it back when they did the re release, and it's, 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 it's a very, very good movie. Yeah, I love the first movie. I, I was gaslit into participating in that discourse when I was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then I, I realized I was being blinded by the sky people. I was like, Nope. When I re- <laughs> when I, when I saw the re-release, I was like, no, this movie fucking rules. Um, I mean, yes, it has some hokey dialogue. Yeah. It's a little predictable. Yeah. 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 Whatever. That movie fucking owns dude. There are like, if you jump on top of a helicopter, then shoot the pilot with a bow and arrow and then jump off the helicopter and then the fly on a, and then land on a flying Banshee like uh, around floating mountains i'm sorry that's fucking cool like in what world is that not fucking cool dude like the first avatar great movie i fuck with it um but joey i have to put the mic in your face right now mm-hmm. as a casual avatar enjoyer but not maybe a lover of the first movie avatar 2 better worse or the same um i the I think it's just as good as the first one. I think he Jim Cameron did it again. I he completely I think he pulls it off, uh, and I think that's part of the the enjoyment of this movie is it's it, when you start it for the first like ten minutes I'm like I can't believe I'm watching Avatar two right now, and then they kind of there's the kind of they reveal kind of what the plot is going to be, and you're like I don't know if this is gonna work or not and then it completely fucking works and then by the end of it you're like you're like a you're crying and you're it's like reborn and you want to join then you want to go to pandora again like he he completely i mean i'm like yeah i'll see another one of these like it's just it's exactly what it's it's just as good as the first one he doesn't i mean i think at this point it's like we really can't ever doubt james cameron again yeah i mean i this is a movie that I, I did have that same kind of experience where like the first 20 minutes I was like, this is Avatar 2. Like I was <laughs> like, you know, I couldn't really get past that kind of surrealism of finally You're like, oh, it. Jake Sully has kids with Materi now. And like, yeah, uh, that's what they've been saying. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's I, what people are saying, <laughs> um, you know, and it's kind of crazy to also see like the other returning. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, well, I guess, I mean, this is kind of going to be a spoiler review, actually. So um, if you haven't seen Avatar, we're deliberately releasing this after the movie comes out tomorrow or uh, recording this on Wednesday. It comes out tomorrow, Thursday. We're going to release it uh, later in the day on Thursday. So don't continue listening unless you've seen the movie. OK, spoilers mm-hmm. ahead. Uh, but, you know, when you know, when you fucking see like Stephen Lang return or like mm-hmm. 
you know, that uh, fucking nerdy guy from the first movie. Like yeah, Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, I, uh, in front of the pod, I remember Ernest, like, kind of chuckled when he saw him for the first time. And I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi's back, baby. Um, <laughs> this, uh, it, it's very surreal to see this movie again. Um, and also, it's surreal in another sense that it's fucking mesmerizing, as mm-hmm. expected. It, uh, I mean, we both saw some Dolby 3D. Uh, we went to we went to two separate press screenings on the same night in different Dolby theaters. You went to AMC Disney mm-hmm. over uh, over at Disney Springs, and I went to the AMC Altamont Dolby. Uh, so we saw this at the same time, same platform, same format, but not the same theater. Uh, so we basically had the same experience with this movie, except apparently you had it with a full crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had it with like nobody in the theater. Uh, so. I was pretty overwhelmed by this movie, uh, visually at least. I was taken aback by it entirely. I was completely immersed. I, uh, I, I think I, I, I love this movie. I don't. I'm almost at a loss for words with this movie because it is such an overwhelming three-hour and twelve-minute movie. Uh, and I have to say, I think I loved every minute of it. Um, and that's not to say that everything works. There are some things that don't. Uh, there are some, uh, just like the first movie, there's some dialogue here and there. It's a little hokey. It's a little predictable at times. But also, I will say, unlike the first movie, I think there's elements that are not predictable. They're, I'd say the entire last hour of this movie, which is kind of a funny thing to say, a, a final hour of a movie. Uh, but the final hour of this movie, I really did not have a handle on what, where things were going. Uh, and I it, I think the stakes of this movie are raised substantially from the first movie. Like, this is truly a movie where I felt like every character was in danger the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I truly felt like anyone could have, like, died in this movie. Because when they go to war in the first movie, you kind of know where things are going. It's heartbreaking, and I think it has, like, a very kind of Greek tragedy element to it that works. But in the second one, I was, like, fully on the edge of my seat with most of the action because... I, I truly felt like everyone was fair game, you know, mm-hmm. in this movie. And um, I think that might be what pushes it over the edge past the first movie for me. Cause I think what James Cameron does here, he makes it a full three hour family drama epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's equally like compelling because of its family drama and its core, like heart and its sincerity. But at the same time, the action is like some of the best you've ever seen in your life. Like it is so like, not only just because of like the visuals and like the 3d of it all, which again, if you see this at all, you have to see the 3d or don't see it, you know, mm-hmm. but like, it's just like, it's so massive. And the, the shot compositions, the, the way like the camera moves when like the action's happening, like even that puts them over the other directors in the game right now, you know? Well, too, I saw, I saw, I'm not the first one to make this point, but this movie is kind of like proof that like, it should not proof, but just a prime example of like if you let, the, if you give the visual effects people enough time to work on it, and don't give them these ridiculous crunches and don't and don't breathe down their neck to meet unreasonable deadlines, they can do incredible work because it's it's spectacular. It doesn't. Yeah. It is. There's never an uncanny valley feel to it. It's it's perfectly. You never you never doubt anything that you're seeing, and it's so. I mean, even down to, like, there's shots of, like, there's, like, freaky shots where, like, this skin, I mean, just the skin, it just, it looks so fucking good. And, uh, the, I mean, the, the action is just, like, larger than life big. And, I mean, it really is, like, it, it, it this kind of feels like daddy showing up and, like, showing the kids how to fucking get it done, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I, I like, I mean, I, I liked, uh, I liked, um, I liked Doctor Strange and I liked Black, I, I liked Black Panther a lot, but this is, like, I mean, this is on just a whole other level than those movies. I think it's just as, I mean, it's how great that we've got this and Top Gun out in the same year. Yeah. Yeah, no, completely. I felt the same way. Like, it's just, it, it's unlike anything you'll ever see. Like, it, it's the only movie it's like is Avatar. And yeah. I, I, I said this, like, <laughs> I said this last night in our group chat, and I said, I don't think there's anyone else on the planet that could have made this movie um like there is not a single person on this entire goddamn planet that could have made avatar 2 except james cameron um he reminds you why he only makes like one movie every 10 years and that's because he puts his full fucking pussy into it every time he does Mm -hmm. like it is he he puts his 
camera see into this like every fucking time like it is so fucking spectacular and i that word is like overused but like it's not a fucking joke like this movie is a spectacle this movie is like someone called jordan peele right this movie is a spectacle <laughs> like yeah, it is... get jordan peele on the phone avatar yeah. 2 so. <laughs> no but like really like i mean especially seeing this in dolby and like the dolby at Altamont's pretty big you know and I, mm-hmm. i've heard the one at disney's even bigger like and this goes like full aspect ratio too you know mm-hmm. and yeah this and movie it's like is massive it's it, it's astonishing yeah, the, I mean, the scale is, like, unbelievable. It's so, and it, it's, too, it, it, the visuals are so good in that. The, I, I, I'm pretty against, I, I think it's, 3D is kind of a gimmick, but in this movie, I forgot about it. As I was watching the movie, I just forgot. I just kind of I kind of got sucked into the world. And how, how good must this movie be that there are, like, six kids in it, and I still like it? There are six kids <laughs> who are, like, important to the plot, and I still enjoy the movie. Yeah, like five kids and uh, Sigourney Weaver. Like mm-hmm. it's um, I, <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. And the thing is, I liked all the kids in this movie. I thought they were all great. Um, I, I like I actually genuinely cared about all of them, not only his kids but all the kids from like the Sea Village. I thought they were all mm-hmm. like equally compelling, and I I like really bought into like all those relationships. And I I don't know, it just really worked for me. And um, but especially like you know the 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 journey of like uh, Jake Sully and uh, Nateri and their kids is so like it's it's genuinely beautiful by the end you know um like i the movie from the get it sets that up like it establishes like in the very first scene that this is what the movie's about you know Mm -hmm. it's no longer just about their romance it's about their family you know it's about it's about uh you know it's about them being parents and like trying to trust their kids to make their own way in the world where you know, and right at the time where the, all their kids are trying to come of age, you know, the humans are returning to Pandora. And that's where the stakes are really high because, like, the emotion is really there and it's really angsty because they're all – they have, like, three teenagers and that's equally compelling. But then, like, the human element is, like, it's really – like, I would say it's even more intense in the first movie in that sense because they're even more brutal this time around. You know, like, they fucking destroy – I mean, again, this is spoiler, so I can openly talk about it they fucking destroy the forest of Pandora in the opening five minutes of this movie, mm-hmm. you know, and it's fucking like, it's devastating. <laughs> like the movie starts off and you're like, well, fuck. Um, and, uh, you know, when Jake, uh, leaves the village at the beginning, uh, you feel that as, as like, it's a great movie moment, you know? Cause you're like, Oh fuck. Like he, he, he does what all great leaders do. He puts himself or he puts the village above himself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, it just, it's, like, almost like a 40-minute buildup, you know? Like, by the time they get to the Water Village, um, it's, like, that, it's, like, a 40, 45-minute buildup all the way to that moment. And once they get there, it's fucking, like, that the visuals are fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, they are just on a different fucking planet. Like, they are so, like... It's uh, one of those... Oh, shit. Sorry. You're good. I'm getting a FaceTime. It popped up on my computer screen. I can't pick it up right now. <laughs> Jim Cameron's trying to FaceTime. And he's like, shut the fuck up on my movie. <laughs> no, nah, but what were you saying, buddy? Um, sorry. Uh, it's the, I, cause it's too, I was saying like when they announced the third one, I was like, oh, they should do like an underwater thing. And little did I know that he fucking James Cameron had some underwater ideas. He had yeah. some shit planned. And it's also too, it's so like. It's it's I I know that it's I my thing with the with these two movies is I know that they're they're kind of heavy handed and they're a little obvious and some of the times they're cheesy but they it, it just fuck it works so well it just I can't it's I don't think just because it's familiar doesn't mean it's bad so that that's kind of how I feel where it's like this, maybe these themes are kind of common and maybe the kind of the kind of the, the 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 overt kind of metaphors of it are maybe a bit kind of easy to see but if they're so effective and working i mean there's a whole there's this whole kind of uh I, I don't i don't remember but there's kind of this species of like whale 
Yeah, I forgot the name of them, but like, yeah, the whales yeah. in this movie, yeah. And if you heard like that, I won't spoil. I mean, are we talking spoilers? Yeah, we're talking spoilers. So but everyone, if you told possible. me that there would be kind of like an anti, uh, like like hunting plot line in the story, I might think that's a little cheesy. But it is, it's so well executed in the story it's yeah. the point where like a whale that doesn't like a whale is getting attacked and you're like no no don't get the whale don't get the whale yeah. like, you get like invested <laughs> in a fucking like a dumb looking whale and it's like fucking and then they yeah, yeah and then it's and then there's like the whale has kids and, and you're invested the whale's in them best character in the entire movie by the end like he's yeah he's and fucking then you're awesome. like i love this whale like you really yeah. get a fucking kick out of the guy he's fucking awesome like i i love that he um i mean his first scene in the movie like where he you know bonds with uh jake's kid i i love that entire sequence where like the kids like literally like having a conversation with him and like uh trying to and like and, like again like so much of it is like so undeniably goofy like it's like you know the the whale is like banned from the village because he killed humans <laughs> or like yeah like you know like all this on paper is like so the like the whale is canceled yeah, the whale, like, no, literally, like, the woke mob cancels the whale. This is literally, like, like we're not even kidding. <laughs> like, no, this yeah, is a movie not... about the fucking woke mob, man. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, like, and, again, that is such, like, you, re- if you told me that in, like, 2013, when they were, like, talking about making Avatar 2, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, but you watch mm-hmm. the movie, and, again, it's just, like, the first Avatar. You just have to experience it. It's just, like, a movie where, like, you're either just like you have to just be on that like the on the mindset mm-hmm. of james cameron and like you just have to like trust daddy you know to like fucking yeah come. that's what i mean is it, this feels like james cameron being like all right you, let me fucking like shut the fuck up let me tell like you want to everybody wants to see avatar 2 like let's all stop acting like we're better than it yeah we're not we're, we're definitely not um and and the thing is like avatar like it's it's a great movie but it uh it's very simple and it's storytelling, you know, the thing that's really special about that movie is the world building, you know? Um, and that I think people very conveniently leave, leave that out when they try to be like edgelords about it online mm-hmm. or there's like no originality. I'm like, yeah, well, they're like, what the, f-? like they're called a fucking Banshee and Ekron and you have to like put your ponytail penis like in its mm-hmm. like earlobe or some shit. To yeah. Like, and I mean, the, the thing too, everybody's like, who knows the main character of the name? Uh, I think a lot of people, and now, cause I think the movie's coming out of people know Jake Sully, uh, but yeah, uh, also, Pandora is iconic. Uh, the, I think everybody knows that it's called. Everybody knows Natiri. Everybody knows they're blue people. Like it's such a. It's like a. I, I don't know. I, if this bomb, I, I think it's already doing really, really well. I think it's already made like a quarter of a billion dollars if in China. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, in China, it's already grossed more than um, uh, Avengers Endgame with ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, geez! It's a, I, I'm seeing here that it has 175 million dollars on preview screenings. Yeah, I mean, which is it's, just Thursday, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. And but the thing is, I believe it because when I was before we got the press invite and I was trying to get uh, tickets, it's it's fucking hard. Uh, tickets like theaters are filling up for this movie, um, and it's because again, you know, we when we talk about haters, we're mostly talking about like internet. We kind of forget that the average moviegoer, what they go to the theater for, and this is, again, this is why Top Gun did so good this year. It's about spectacle. It's about, like, the mm-hmm. experience of seeing a movie. They don't give a shit about, like, glup shit bullshit. Like, they want to, they want to like, go to the movies to, like, escape. They want to go to, like, a different place. Like, the common person does not engage in discourse. Like, we have to remember yeah. that. Yeah, we're, like, the, we're the fucking weirdos who are going to see fucking Tar and shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Even though Tar is amazing, but no disrespect and, to Tar. And I think this is really going to be a repeat of the first movie where, like, people just go because it's going to be a fucking, like, it's it's going to be an experience for them. And they, they know that. They remember that. It's not nostalgia for, like, remember, like, this character that did this thing and they're, they're going to do the same thing again. No, it's a, a nostalgia for an experience. Mm-hmm. And I think he, like, I think James is, like, literally, I'm first name basis because we're friends. Yeah. But I think James Cameron, he's really, like, tapping into the nostalgia of an experience not even the nostalgia about the characters or the story but of how immersive it was and how unlike anything else it was and he and the great thing about him 
um, is that he's fully big dicking it and he's going like around the junkets and being like, he's like, yeah, you know, I only made like the most successful movie of all time. And I also <laughs> just like made a better one this time. And uh, like, I fucking like yeah. the audacity of the man. Like it is. Yeah, how cool he's being. He's so like, he unbothered. He's all smiles. He's just like fucking having a good time. Yeah, and also like, too, like how I mean, the quote that the the studio exec begged him to make it shorter, and he just went, "Get the fuck out of my office!" Like, yeah, this guy's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, he he's fucking great. I, I love like, Jim. He Cameron. talks the shit that he talks like as much shit as like Ridley Scott, but he's got the damn receipts. Yeah, no, completely. Like, and the thing is, uh, did you see that one interview where he was like, uh, it was like from like comic book resource, and like he, the guy starts talking, and he's like, "I just want to clarify, I'm not here to talk shit about Marvel." I'm not here to talk shit about DC. I wanna I wanna talk about the movie. And then the guy's like, okay. <laughs> like he like he went out of the gate and immediately he's like, I'm not getting into like any fucking Batman bullshit, right? Like, yeah, I just wanna fucking yeah, talk she... about my movie, all right? Like yeah, I don't no want you to discourse. ask fucking Yeah, I don't want just... you to fucking ask me about like the merit of like Marvel's place in cinema. Like he just wants to fucking talk about Avatar too. Like he he's the mm-hmm. fucking goat. I love him. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like really nice to it, it's it's like it, we got a, there's a new James Cameron movie in theaters. That's fucking cool, man. This guy, I mean, he literally great. does. Nobody doesn't like him, and that's I I kept thinking that I was like the way this this is like he's not his filmmaking. Like he's a, he's there's no like one takes and there's no like really like whoa like crazy camera moves. It's just he knows how to shoot a fucking action movie, and it's uh, the action is you can tell you can always tell what's going on. Uh, there's clear stakes. Uh, visually, it's like stunning. I mean, they do this. There's this kind of motif of the eclipse that they keep kind of cutting back to as kind of a time marker for the so day that works super, super fucking, fucking well. Good. I and love then when that. the eclipse finally happens and then they're caked in darkness and then the fire start, it's just fucking, it's like, this is fucking sick, man. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I think um, another thing, I, I got to ask you about these two points because it's it was kind of a point of contention with a few people that I talked to last night that also saw it. Um, I'll start with the Stephen Lang of it all. How'd you feel about that character returning and the way he, that he did? That was what I was, when the movie starts where I was like, oh, he's back and he's an avatar. I wonder how this is going to work. But I think one, I think it works really, really well. And two, I can't wait to see how the character develops. Because I yeah. think I think the movie needs, a, you kind of need an overarching villain. And I think they're kind of, they're touting Edie Falco to kind of be, kind of the big bad in the future movies, but I think we could get a really cool, I mean, the way that that story left off and what is left, what is kind of, what strings are kind of remaining on that story, yeah. like kind of a uh, spider's relationship with Zoe Saldana's character and his relationship with Stephen Lang. I can't wait to yeah. see how that develops. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, uh, I, I thought I, it worked. I think it's kind of a bit of a, uh, it's a, it's the most kind of like reboot sequel thing about it, but I think it works well. I think it really works because it's it's so interesting and I, I like I love when he like first like wakes up as the Avatar mm-hmm. he's like fighting them all off he's and just he, like, punching looks, every he just punches like six yeah. guys in the face yeah and he like um he like looks in the mirror and he's like ain't this a bitch like mm-hmm. it's so fucking good like uh and I won't lie like for the first like few scenes where he was like moving around and you hear Stephen Lang like talking mm-hmm. um I was kind of like okay like I'm gonna have to get used to this and then and then again like sure enough I got fully used to it it was fine um and then by the end i was like fully compelled with like him as the avatar um i thought one of the best scenes in the movie was like that first scene where he's like going back to where he was killed mm-hmm. oh and, yeah great and then he's like holding jake and uh, nateria's kids hostage like that entire like um okay this is how you fucking shoot a nighttime sequence by the way like it's like pure black which is a few like neon glows and yet you can precisely see everything happening and it is gorgeous. It is intense. It's enthralling. And again, I'm talking about the stakes earlier. This is a movie where, like, I fully felt the stakes that anyone could die from the opening, like, first mm-hmm. acting sequence, you know? Like, in that scene, I, like, even at the beginning, I was like, he, he might kill his kids. I don't mm-hmm. know. He might do it. Like, I'm like, I think someone could die in this scene. And, um, and again, it also, like, sets up, like, you know, brings it back on Jake Sully's path. And also, like, uh, he also, like, clearly has, like, a vendetta against Neytiri, too. Um, because didn't Neytiri... Yeah, Neytiri is the one that hit the striking blow in the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's, right, the arrow that's still on his chest. Like, um, and I love that, like, little motif, too. Like, the the continue... Like, the symbolism of, like, the arrow 
like throughout mm-hmm. the movie like it's just so like fucking like daddy like going back behind the camera 10 years later like just like he he's fucking like he's so like fun like he's fundamentally aware of like what to do and i don't know man i i, I just can't talk enough about it it's fucking awesome <laughs> um uh another part that i wanted to ask you about because i feel like it will probably be discussed a lot about whether or not it works sigourney weaver as curie uh, worked a hundred percent worked uh i think that maybe the scene where she talks to sigourney weaver i thought was maybe a little goofy but as far as the character design and the performance i didn't it didn't nothing i knew it was sigourney weaver but i wasn't like taken out of the movie yeah it took me like a little like not even like that often but like maybe a few like a minute <laughs> or two into her first scene i was kind of like okay that's definitely sigourney weaver's like voice being modified a little bit yeah um but like again like it's no real different than the first movie where you just kind of think like get used to things. Like imagine that, like watching a movie and then like adjusting to what the movie is. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you have to meet the movie. It's <laughs> like you have to meet the movie on its own terms. Yeah. It's weird. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Um, yeah. I don't know. Like those are just like two things that I had to get used to, but they were like very easy to get past once they happened. Um, and then I actually like found her story really compelling. Um, I will say the only like kind of sequely thing about it, other than like the Stephen Lang thing is um who the fuck is her dad because like that one the the scene where she has like the literal like she has a seizure underwater because she mm-hmm. asks who her dad is like who the fuck is her dad i don't i think we'll find out i really don't i have no i have no clue where they're going with that because uh, i don't think they're gonna make yeah. it the one guy who's Stephen lang no the um the guy that they they make the jokes about it being him and they're like oh he's always in the shot with her yeah oh oh norm yeah no i can't i can't imagine that um I could see them doing some like fucking like force birth shit. You know what I mean? What? Yeah, that's what um that's what my girlfriend was saying last night, and I think it makes sense. I that's kind of where I think it's going. Um, because I mean, she also didn't seem. Yeah, no, I I fully believe that. That's where I would, because also she has a pure connection to Awa. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I can't believe I'm saying this late. Yeah, <laughs> but like she she does like she has a connection to Awa. Like she's clearly like out of the and then she also has like all the powers in the movie you know yeah um because like at the end when she's like using all the like uh she's like controlling like the reeves and like the the tentacles of the water and everything you know and she's also the one that um leads the family out at the end like it's all like it, it i don't know it's all there so i think yeah i think you're right about that i think it is like a, a forced birth like kind of born from awa kind of thing um by the way speaking of that scene where they she like leads them out that's like the most beautiful and touching thing I've seen all year. That whole like, sequence is it, the way it's cutting back between um, the uh, it's Jake and the and the son and then uh, Natiri and the the little girl. Yeah, uh, and it that's it works super. And then it's the son. It's I mean it's it it that's what I mean is it just fucking James Cameron knows what war he just knows what works in these movies uh, and he's able to he's got this kind of old like showman quality to him and it's just so it, it just works works really really he's. I mean, he's, he just, it's fucking James Cameron, bro. It's, he's fucking doing it, man. I, it's, that's what I mean is it's, uh, there's, there's like, that is just, when that starts, you're like, oh my God. Like, it's so, that's the thing about this movie though, that I think the first one has, the first one is emotional and kind of an epic sense, but this, the, the, this one is a far more emotionally investing than the previous one to the point where I was tearing up at points during this movie. Yeah, no, I completely. I think I agree. might like a, a, a. I think I saw this. I saw the re-release on Edibles, so I teared up when they burned the tree down in the first movie. But <laughs> that was a different type of cry. That was like. A... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I I I cried at the end of this one, like fully, mm-hmm. like I fully cried. Um, dude, it, I was tearing just... up at the whale getting attacked. Yeah, dude, it's it's fucking uh, it's touching, man. It's 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 sad. It's touching. It's devastating. It's all the above. Um. The scene that really, I mean, again, that scene that we we're just talking about, the scene where he's, um, where they're like, the kids are leading them out. Like that scene is so good because like the whole movie is like them questioning, like whether or not their kids are ready to do things, you know, like, mm-hmm. are they ready to go to battle? Are they go, are they ready to go like on the Ekrons? Are they ready to do all these things? Cause they never true. Like, it's really just like a movie about parenthood, really. Like it's a movie about like trusting your kids to, you know, make their own way and like leave the nest, you know? And like, uh, but then, you know, the moment at the end where they, again, like you said, like when they cut back and forth between each kid and like with the father and the mother and 
how the kids save the parents at the end because and, and again it's almost like the fableman's conversation we had and it, it, it's fun because they're all like beautiful and like they're all like unique in their own way and they have their individual skills but you also see like jake and Yatiri in each kid in that scene too like it's all the things that they taught them how to do throughout the movie and it's like it's so poetic like it's just so like in the score in that scene too oh my god i was like tearing up i was like you like with the uh like the neon fish like glowing and like it was like showing like the pathway out of the out of the ship it's just so like it's it, it's beautiful it's it's absolutely immaculate yeah, um, oh, the score is amazing uh, really yeah, great I, score yeah, that's why after the movie, I, I looked at her because I was saying this to our friend Adam Donato and I like I told like that's like the first thing I said to him. I was like, um, that's a very late addition to our uh, our ballot this year for awards, uh, because I think the score is that good in this movie. Um, it, it's really great, especially in the third act. It, it just goes kind of ham. Um, and again, the whole third act is just like some of the best action I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's just I mean, they have a fucking whale. Like, oh my, oh dude, when the fucking like whale attacks the ship with Jermaine Clement and that Australian mm-hmm. guy, um, and like the uh, the hook thing like chops off his hand. Yeah, a full uh, like a standing ovation from the like a really like a, I haven't heard a clap like that in a long time. It's fucking awesome. It's so fucking good. Um, I I, I the entire like last hour of this movie is like kind of one big set piece, and it's it's incredible um i uh yeah i mean it's just kind of un, again undeniable it's just i i like i'm really like genuinely blown away by like how immersive the action is but also like how it uh how it kind of balances all that out um but yeah it ends uh the, but then another thing that also got me was when uh you know jake's and his oldest kid dies um and it's like genuinely devastating. Like mm-hmm. it is like heartbreaking to watch. Um, Zoe Saldana really comes to play in that scene where she's like, sc- like screaming. Um, and, and again, like, you know, it's, it's all like really like, there's like so much like weight and at stake here, you know? Uh, Cause again, again, the whole movie is about whether or not they should let their kids off to do their thing. And, in that moment, they fully realize, like, hey, we might be right. Maybe they are not ready yet. Our kid just died. Like, the weight of that moment is fully earned, you know? It's not a cheap death at all. And, um, you know, the way that fully leads into the final battle. And, oh, my God, dude, when Nateri is, like, fucking going off at the end, like, full rage <laughs> mode. Dude, yeah. Oh, my God. It is, like, it's incredible. It's so good. Um. I'm just like yeah, yeah, and then the, the arrow hits, and then the little girl goes, "Mommy's here." Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, that's what I mean. Where it's like, it's just like the fucking goods, man. Like, it's just a yeah. fucking like, like finally some good fucking food, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is how I feel like. Like, it's. I mean, Return of the King, man. He's fucking back, man. And we're lucky. And I, I can't wait to see the third one. Yeah, I mean, this. Um, I mean, the whole movie. I mean, I'm, we're we're most talking about like the third act, but like even like everything in the water village. Like, yeah, I was fully compelled by like all the water stuff, all the um, like him getting to like to know the clan leader and like his wife and like, um, I was fully compelled. Like, also Spider. We didn't really talk about that character and like his connection. Yeah, you know, the fact that he's um Stephen Lang's uh, son, you know, and that dynamic was really interesting. That's what I mean. Is I would I I can't wait to see where that story develops because I think yeah. that one. I bet I imagine the two that there's I mean because I me and my my I saw this with my dad and we were asking we were talking about like what we would cut from the movie because it's so long mm-hmm. and I was like honestly I wouldn't cut anything I would put maybe more with Stephen Lang and that kid because there's kind of a whole uh kind of th- there's kind of this plot where this the kid is kind of teaching Stephen Lang and his kind of uh his platoon how to be how to live on on Pandora uh, mm-hmm. and all that was super super fun to watch uh, I, I bet there's some deleted scenes between them but I I can't wait to see where that that's that's what I mean. Where the kind of that, that the Shakespeare quality to that storyline, I can't wait to see what happens with it. And the whole a son for a son thing, like I yeah. eat that shit up. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean that just being the theme of the movie, and like also that shot of like Jake like uh, hugging Spider and also his other kid, mm-hmm. like and you just see like both of his like his surrogate son and his biological son. Like oh my god, it's so like it's it's really really touching. Um. Also, like an ending on that moment where they like visit back the memory of their kid, 
um, that you see at the beginning of the movie with him fishing mm-hmm. and like him and Aterry are both like in that memory. It's like, oh my God, dude. It, it's just like a tearjerker ending. And there also, but also like the narration where he's like talking about, uh, what does he say? He's like talking about like birth and like, oh yeah, he, that's when he like repeats the line about the way of water connects mm-hmm. before your death or before your birth and after your death. Um, it's just, I was crying like fully. Like I, my girlfriend cried. I cried. I think Donato cried. Like we were all like tearing <laughs> up. Yeah. I, I don't know. If I, <laughs> I don't know if I can out him, but I, I, I think you said he teared up a little bit. Um, it's just touching. And also again, it ending on the same note as the first movie, like with him opening his eyes. Um, but also like, this was like even more epic with the way it ended. Like, you know, with him saying like, what do you say? It's something along the lines of like, um, I thought it was like, I had to run but I just now, now I have to fight mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, like fucking like, give me the third one now. Like I, I know apparently it's coming out in 2024. Um, but I, James, I swear to fucking God, if you pull the same bullshit on this one that you did on the last one, on this one, we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. Okay, buddy. We're, we're not. Well, I believe the one. third one is already shot. Yeah. That's what I heard last time. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fucking doing it again, okay? Because <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna be 30 watching Avatar 3, okay? Like I'm not, like it can't happen, okay? Like I, I have to see it in two years. Like we have to do it. Yeah, I um, want to see it next year. Yeah, I know. Me too. I mean, I, I mean, the thing is, we don't even have a Christmas movie next year, really. Like the closest we have is like Wonka, maybe. <laughs> like I don't know. Like, and I like no disrespect to T. Shao, but like. Come on, dude. Like Jimmy Cam's. Like let's let's put it in the bed. Like let's let's like let's go. Let's watch Avatar three next year, man. Um, I don't yeah, know. Wonka, I... Wish, The Color Purple, Aquaman. Oh, I guess uh, Aquaman. Yeah. The Hunger Games reboot. Uh, Chicken Run two. I really? Doom two, but that's an earlier release. I think Chicken Run's like a November release. I okay. I take it back. We have a we have a clear <laughs> holiday release. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Avatar, stay right where you are. We can't we can't compete with Chicken Run. But um, you know that the um this off topic the please don't destroy the comedy trio on SNL. Mm-hmm. They have a movie out next year. I did read about. I didn't know it was next year, but I read that they uh isn't it with Universal. Yeah. Yeah, I read about that. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because they they fucking kill it every week. Um. Yeah, I, I hear they're also playing Navi in the next Avatar movie. They better, man. They fucking better. Um, I mean, I don't know any final uh any final thoughts because I, I feel like we rambled and then we inevitably got everything out. Like um, I, just a, a a fucking banging movie, man. Uh, really, just uh, he fucking did it again. Uh, I mean, haters. I mean, I think I I I want it. I I hope it's the biggest movie ever made again. I hope he does it again. I do too. I genuinely do. It, it's fucking amazing. I loved every minute of it. Uh, um, I like. I truly, truly adored this movie. And I didn't. I went into it a little. Like I was hyped, but like there's like a ten percent of skepticism where I'm like, okay, it might. Like I had to prepare myself. Like it might not like be amazing, you know. And I know there's some haters out there who are claiming that there are um, several indefensible choices made, but I disagree with that assessment. I think uh, um, everything here is defensible, if not epic. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, that's a shot, uh, but it's a friendly shot. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, um, but I yeah, mean, it's no. it's fucking cool, man. That's my thing. I, I, I had a friend text me. What? How was it? And I went, it's fucking cool, man. It's Avatar 2. But it's also it's like it's cool and it's awesome and it's like really fun to watch. But it's also like tragic and mm-hmm. epic and like yeah well that's what i mean is if you don't care about the story if you don't get it if you don't even get invested in these characters if mm-hmm. you just turn your brain off and are just like it, we're on pandora now it's fucking cool and if you actually get invested there's a real story with like nuance and depth and each character has like a nice arc it's just i mean steven he's fucking not steven uh james or jim, i'm gonna call him jim you did it again jim yeah it's um it's incredible. I, I loved every minute of it. I think it's one of the best films of the year. Um, I hope it makes every see. I hope every single person on the fucking planet sees this movie. Um, and the thing is, even the haters, they're giving it free publicity. Mm-hmm. So like even the haters and the losers, man. Yeah, that, we're, we're going full D uh, uh, 
DJT, is that how you DJT, say it? Yeah. Yeah, well, Ripple. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just fucking awesome. It, it's it's pretty close to a masterpiece, I would say. Um, just like a few like very small nitpicks holding it back. Like, uh, but the thing is, even the things holding it back, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, like I really would not take that. I would not change a thing because the truth is, I don't fucking know better than James Cameron. Like so I don't. I'm on um Wikipedia right now, and it, James Cameron said the third one is completed. So let's fucking go. The third one should, but four and five are the ones that haven't been shot and hang in the mix. Apparently, a little bit of four has been shot, but five, there's been nothing on it. I've heard. Um, I, I read an interview with him the other day that said, um, on the uh, on the chance that this one and the third one don't perform amazingly, the third one has been designed as like a finale to the trilogy but it also like can be open for a fourth one so like it serves as both depending on however it however much money it makes and uh i think we all want to see the seed bearer hey that's what my wife calls me so um <laughs> i <laughs> Dude, michelle yo's the next one that's David what I was Cooper's? telling. Uh, that's what I was telling uh, Victoria on the way home. I was like, you know, you know, I'm gonna show yo's in the next one, because um, I, I, I genuinely thought it was this one, and then I had to like look at the IMDb after. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, it's the next one. Um, did Jermaine Clement die in this one? I can't remember. Uh, he gets like thrown off the sh- the last. He no, you see him crawl under like a rock after the ship gets like the the whale kind of after the whale kills the one guy. Right. Um. If uh, I, I need to see Jermaine Clement as a Navi pronto, Damn, that's bro. that's my only demand, Jim Jim Cameron. I need that immediately. Dude, Avatar Four is called the Tolkien Writer, so that's also my wife. We got to me. meet the fucking Tolkien, so that'll be fucking cool. Oh, is that the fucking whale? Yeah, those are the big ass whales. Let's fucking go, dude. Let's fucking go. I'm yes, a hundred percent. So, like, what is the next one going to be like about all the elements? Because like the first one was about like nature. This is about like the sea. Is the next one, like, all about, like, air and fire? That'd be cool. Well, it, maybe it'll be, like... Well, because the first one's kind of an Earth thing. But, I mean, they technically have, like... Because they, they fly around in the forest, but... Yeah, the first one's rainforest. This is about the oceans. What's the third one? So, seed. What is that going to be, like, undergr- under, underground stuff? Oh, maybe? I'm... 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 Dude, I'm, I'm fucking... I have a boner. That's fucking... And the Tolkien writer, that's probably going to be, like, ocean. Like, I mean, I know this is kind of ocean, but... Maybe that'll be, like, deep sea shit. I'm going to... Dude, oh, that's what I, I mean. Is I'm like fucking give me this fucking movie, <laughs> like, dude. I can't fucking wait. I, I, dude, this movie fucking rolls. And James, I need you to be immortal. I can't like, I can't have you. Yeah. Not, I can't have you not complete this. Like, I need to see. Um, I need Avatar five. Quite frankly, like I need all of them. I, I need them all in the bag. Um, Avatar five. If everything goes accordingly, apparently that comes out twenty twenty eight. So, um, bro, the seed bearer, the Tolkien writer, and then the final one is the quest for Iwa, bro. That's fucking sick. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm fully, I'm fully back on my Avatar bullshit. Not that I ever stopped, yeah. but we, uh, we're, we're full fledged, baby. Um, damn, I dude. Think part of the joke of the movie, I think the the, the joke started because it, it was, it's just been in development for so long. Mm. Uh, but I think now that it's here and it's good uh there's like nobody has any nobody can say anything else about it you know yeah i feel like the jokes overtook the hype because uh last night victoria was telling me she's like uh she's like i genuinely did not know they were actually making a sequel i thought it was genuinely a joke <laughs> um and then uh but the thing is she didn't see the first movie until this year uh when i took her to see the the uh, the re-release and she fucking loved it and i think that's genuinely like i think that's gonna be most people you know like i feel like so many people, especially like younger people that were not like really going to movies, like when the first one came out, like I feel like it's easy to dunk on Avatar from the outside looking in. But if you fucking just like give it a chance, dude, like it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. fucking great. And well, because so also much it's like I it's a land at Disney World. Like it, it it's it's got it's 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 going to be a brand forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that the um. The Fantastic Beast movies have kind of soured uh, the kind of the Harry Potter stuff. And I know here there's a Harry Potter land, but the, I think one though the, they've had kind of a, a rocky press cycle with you know J.K. Rowling and stuff. And mm-hmm. two, those movies suck, and this movie's awesome. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The the it's not even like it's not even the fucking same ballpark. Like mm-hmm. it's not even not even close. But uh, I do have some concerning information about Avatar three. Are you prepared oh, no. for this? No, I don't. I don't it, want it to be bad. And and I'm not. I'm not kidding. This is genuinely concerning. It, it's coming out the same day as Sonic three. Um, oh. I, James, I I think I think we have to delay. I I think we. Yeah. I mean, or move it forward. You know. I maybe yeah. I just I don't want any movie to be in that that line of fire. If, yeah, that's just kind of like, and it, it, it that's <laughs> not like Oppenheimer and Barbie where it's like a fun who's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a like I just I have a is Avatar gonna make like three dollars? On the <laughs> like on this the, was like um, when the road ship opened up against uh, the Force Awakens. The Force and Sisters they opened sisters. up against Force Awakens. Yeah, I mean history tells you how that went. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Uh, the thing is, uh, remember um, with the whole uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie thing? That's kind of funny because that's uh, Barbie's Warner Brothers, and that's the the company that Christopher Nolan walked away from. So it is kind of like personal for him. I feel like. Mm-hmm. What do you think's gonna? Do you think Barbie will make more than Oppenheimer, or do you think Oppenheimer? Because it, it's the. I mean, I, I know about, Barbie... it, it depends on how the marketing is for both. But if I had to take a guess, yeah, Barbie makes more opening weekend. But long term, I, I, I mean, Bar- I know Barbie's got the kind of the the all star factor to it, but I think we forget that Chris Nolan is like a is you know he's got a fucking cult, you know what I mean? And this is a non, I mean, I know Tenet underperformed, but that was a COVID film. Well, that was pure, like that was like deep COVID. That like, was a um, deep COVID release, you know. Um, I like, think they probably uh, shouldn't have released it then. <laughs> no, they really because I mean, I someone did a stat on it, and like, and actually, like, it grossed a, more than a lot of tentpole movies in 2021 in 2020. And you know you could you can contribute that to you know the fact that it was like basically the only movie playing for like three four months, uh, but like whatever it, it's I think it, at the end of the day it actually like earned money or something I'm not completely sure. Um, yeah, it made a, but, a budget of two hundred million, box office three hundred sixty five, and that's not including uh, like home video and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like again like peak COVID like literal like in the middle of it like that's fucking impressive. Um. But uh, but no, I think uh, the thing you're forgetting about Barbie is that it's a kids movie. So like um, oh, I yeah. mean, so it it's gonna make it's gonna have that audience too. Um, but and and I swear to fucking god, if any of you little shits talk during my precious Barbie movie, yeah. we're we're having a fucking showdown. Um, well, you know, I mean, it, so if no one really comes at it, and if no one does top Barbie, that'll be pretty impressive. Listen. I'm um after that fucking poster today with uh, him like fucking like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a fuck I can't even describe it. it's just a fucking sick poster dude it's it's so cool um I I really I I can't fucking wait for both movies but well, I have a feeling they're fucking I mean Bar- I know Barbie they I they have the the image like the on set images and stuff but I just feel like Oppenheimer has gotten the head start as far as advertising goes. Yeah, I have a bad feeling that um one of them's gonna get pushed in one way, maybe up. It, it might be a good push, but I kind of think it might go. Cause remember last year when we were like um French Dispatch, Dune, uh, and like some other movie were all jackass. They were all coming out the same day, mm-hmm. and then they it just didn't happen inevitably. I kind of I think it might happen here, but I think it might be the reverse where it gets pushed up or something. So. Anyway, sorry, we're talking about this on an Avatar pod. Uh, Dude, the cast, sorry, the cast for Oppenheimer is insane. They released the first look at uh, Robert Downey Jr. the other day. He looks kind of crazy. It's fucking, I mean, I don't want to turn that. I might just turn this into an Oppenheimer podcast because this is a crazy <laughs> fucking cast. Yeah, and then did you, I mean, I know you're off Twitter right now. Did you read the thing about the practical nuclear bomb? Yeah, I saw, I, 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 I checked Twitter like once a week and I saw, I saw stuff about that. That's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how the fuck he did that, but like, yeah, I know. I just quote retweeted. I said, "What?" I, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, okay. Let's let's wrap it up. Uh, Joe, any final thoughts on Avatar: The Way of Water? Uh, loved it. Um, I want to. I'll probably go see it again. Honestly. Yeah, this one's really for the uh, the 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 elite. It's for the uh, it's for the free thinkers of America. It's it's really. This is a galaxy brain level movie. Uh, it's, it's not for the haters and losers. And um, <laughs> this movie's based. Let's say it. This movie is extremely based. It, it's it's. I I meant to say this. I'd never said it last night, but I was literally thinking it the entire movie. 
how fucking crazy is it that the most popular movie of all time or the most financially successful movie of all time and its sequel um, are movies where the villains are the U.S. government? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not even like a like, well, not all American. Like, no, like fully the bad guy, like the empire is the U.S. Mm-hmm. like military force like that is fully the bad guys of this movie and you fucking hate them too when you're watching well, the movie suck. you're like these fucking people man yeah and it's fucking um it's fucking devastating yeah it's um it's it's crazy uh yeah it, it's this movie's pretty fantastic it, it's it's unlike anything i've ever seen and rightfully so it took him however many years to make it and uh i think I, I'm going to say this now. I have the right to retract this, but I think it's better than the first movie. And I think it's it's just fucking awesome. <laughs> At the end of the day, we just we keep saying it, but it is. It's fucking awesome. It's so fun. It's so immersive. It's so unique and unlike anything you've ever seen in your life. And uh, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, but again, it's spoilers, so you've already seen it. Um, so James Cameron, uh, bring me uh, what is it? The Seed Bear, or is, what's the next one again? The Seed Bearer, yeah. Seed Bearer, yeah. Bring me the Seed Bearer, bro. Like, bring it over. Apparently the title might change, but... Uh... Um, it, all Memes aside, that might be a good choice. But mm-hmm. I... Because <laughs> I think The Way of Water is a pretty fucking great title. Seed Bearer doesn't have the same ring to it. Um, yeah. But, um... The but Tolkien yeah. Rider is pretty awesome, though. I do like Tolkien Rider. I do like that. And what the search for Awa, the fifth And now one. that we know what the Tolkien are, that's even cooler. And then the search for Awa, or I think it's the quest for Awa is also. Quest for Awa? Yeah, it's probably my favorite one out of all of them. That's really good. Did you see, um, if you search Avatar 3, Vin Diesel's on the cast. Dude, he fucking better be in it. Dude, let's fucking go. Um, all right, Joey, where can everyone find you online? Find me at Joseph underscore Salmony on those platforms. Um, and you can follow me on twitter at adam underscore not sandler uh my other podcast zillennial canon and you can follow the pod itself on most platforms at aok pod and uh our website aggressivelyok.com uh and we will be back like i said next week uh where we're doing the best of 2022 Uh, we're going to be talking about our top 10 movies of the year and also um we're going to do another oscar predictions and uh, honestly, after talking about Oppenheimer and Barbie, we might have to squeeze in a most anticipated 2023 episode because mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about. Like that might be a two hour pod where we're just like gushing about everything coming out. Yeah. Well, I mean, this year has been I mean, uh, the top I mean, also, I've had uh, the, even this year, it's it's like kind of an embarrassment of riches. And then you look yeah. forward to next year and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's I, I can't wait. Like, um, I think the I mean, COVID the the covid delays sucked in the moment but right now we're reaping the benefits because we're getting like so many great fucking amazing movies like back to back to back to back to back yeah i i really can't wait for next year um but i we have to have the onslaught next year because we do not have james cameron gracing us with his presence next year so mm-hmm. um all right well until next time guys uh keep it real keep it fresh to the next week and uh most importantly continue to praise awa <laughs> Bye, guys.